We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is first and goal. Give goes inside and carrying the football as Kennedy books, and he's in for the touchdown. Kennedy books breaking tackles, and the Eagles are finally on the scoreboard. Holding offense number 47. Whoops. <laughs> it's coming back. Not so fast. <laughs> nice pull, Mosh. Yeah, it kind of sums it up. Uh, it was an ugly night last night. Zach Berman does a terrific job uh, writing about those Philadelphia Eagles for uh, the Athletic joins us. Now, Zach, how are you this morning? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Good. It's a pleasure. Um, before we get into who's going to make the team, who's not going to make the team, what might they do, I'm just curious what – you think ultimately Nick Sirianni thought of last night, I mean, how his team played, but how the Dolphins handled it. Again, Dolphins could do whatever they wanted. I mean, both literally and figuratively. But, like, what Nick feels he learned from last night? Yeah, I mean, Nick's a competitive guy, so I, I, I can't imagine he enjoyed seeing the way last night went, right? And, and, uh, but I, I don't think they're overstating it, and I, I think they also recognize uh, what the situation is. There's there's different schools of thought on how to handle the preseason. Uh, Mike McDaniel kept his starters in early that he's from the, the Shanahan coaching tree. You saw in the San Francisco game the other night, Kyle Shanahan did the same. You know, He had his starters out there too. Um, and then from Sirianni's perspective, and, and you saw this, a bit last year, and they lean into it more this year. They want to get the week one healthy. That's 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 their objective. And you know, it's an organizational approach. Other teams have have done it this way. The Los Angeles Rams, under Sean McVay, for instance, uh, are well known for not playing their top guys in the preseason. So you want to be competitive, but the Eagles take far more from the joint practices than they do from the preseason games. At, at least for the top of roster guys, the problem here is they only had one joint practice this week, not two. And how'd that joint practice go the other day? <laughs> not particularly good, to be honest with you. Um, you, you know, I mean, Nick Sirianni said it was Jalen Hurts' best practice since, uh, since Nick's been with the Eagles. I, I find that um, to be more defending his guy than what actually happened. Now, there are interpretations that, that reasonable people could have with a play, right? If if Hertz is checking down and that's the design of the play, um, then he's doing what Sirianni wants on that play. But ultimately, you judge by the result. I was focused more on the defense. You know, I split it up with my beat up partner Bo Wolf. I was watching the defense, and I'll say that the defense struggled against Tua. Um, and you know, the the coverage was 
not what you wanted to see. Tua was was getting the ball to the right spots. The Eagles were missing some some pieces in their secondary. Uh, nonetheless, they looked much better in Cleveland than in Miami. Right, and uh, oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts might have had his best practice ever as an Eagle. He was second best quarterback on the field that day. Uh, not even close to what Tua Tagovailoa did to the Eagles' defense. So I'm with you that I think Nick uh, may have overstated it a little bit. Here's why I I worry a little bit out of last night, uh, Bo. Uh, see if you're on the same page with me. I get it. Dolphins played their starters, went up and down the field, seventeen nothing before you could blink. End of the first quarter. Final score is forty eight ten. So, oh, by the way, Dolphins put up another 31 points thereafter after the starters came off the field. The Eagles' backups didn't do well against the Dolphin backups either. They had no chance against the Dolphin starters, and then they didn't do all that well against the uh, Dolphin backup. How much would we be worried about the depth on this Eagle team? I wouldn't be worried too much about it, right? I, I, I understand um, that, was, that was not a fun watch for, for fans, and there could be reasons to be concerned. Um, I've covered the Eagles now for 11 seasons. This is my 11th season, 2020. They did not have preseason. But uh, the thing that I've learned here is there's very little correlation between what occurs in the preseason and, and what occurs during the regular season. You're, you're looking for particular things from players. You can say the Eagles don't have the depth. I, I, I would say that um, it's really position by position. At the line of scrimmage, I think the Eagles probably have more depth than, or, or more quality depth, I would say, than just about any team um, in the NFL. You know, they, you you got to think about it. You're you're very seldom going to spot seventy to eighty on a roster during the season, right? I mean, even if 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 you're hit hard with injuries, you're probably going you know fifty five to sixty five when you include the practice squad. So uh, so I I wouldn't overstate. What happened last night? All right, Zach Berman is our guest. You can follow Zach on Twitter at zberm. Uh, it is time for teams to uh, pair their roster by four o'clock Tuesday. They got to get down to fifty-three, and then they're going to grab a few, lose a few, grab a few. Um, let's start. Uh, let's kind of take it by position. Jody and I were talking earlier. We, we were not impressed with Reed Sinet. We noticed Carson mm-hmm. Strong can't get on the uh, can't get on the field. They're going to go with just two. They're going to just keep Hurts, Minshew, and kind of take their chances after that. That's that's what I'm projecting here. Uh, now, Howie Roseman's history has been has has trended more toward keeping three quarterbacks. They have had years year where they kept two. Uh, Nick Sirianni's history has been more toward two quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Howie has final say on the roster. My personal opinion is that unless you feel that third quarterback has uh, has a decent chance of becoming a quality backup in the NFL, uh, it's better to just stash a third on practice squad. So, my guess is that Reed Sinet does not make the roster. They keep they keep two on the initial group, um, but uh, that they'll look on the waiver wire to upgrade there. The other thing I'll add is that there's a lot of time between now and Tuesday. You know, I was driving back from the final preseason game last year thinking the Eagles were only going to keep two, and then they trade for Gardner Minshew, right? So yeah. so there's a, there's a lot that could happen from Howie Roseman before those rosters are set. 
How about the defensive secondary? That was a thing that kind of scared me last night. We know they're good with the starting three, uh, if you're including the uh, nickel cover, which most teams are. That's base defense in the National Football League. I'll put their three against any other three in the National Football League. But injuries happen. Their backups got torched yesterday and in the joint practice, uh, the one they had against the Dolphins. Has anyone really, in your eyes, earned a roster spot? Or are guys going to make this team because, well, you got to keep some backups just in case? And you're including safety in there, Jody? Yes, I, I, when I say yeah. D-backs, corners and safeties. Yep, yeah, so, look, that's, that's, that's the biggest question on the team right now, in my opinion. And, like, if, if, if you're looking for any reason to be concerned this year about their roster, it's the safeties. Um, this is a problem for them. And, you know, we can talk about which safeties they're going to keep. I think, the, I think Howie and the coaching staff is, is, is going to be looking hard at how they can upgrade that spot. I mean, I mean Marcus Epps has played well this summer, and, and Marcus Epps is your top safety. Uh, but the Eagles wanted to upgrade here. I mean, you know, don't listen to them say that, you know, they're happy with the group that they have. They, they tried hard to sign Marcus Williams mm-hmm. in free agency. It, they, you know, he just decided to go to Baltimore. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, I, I'm concerned about the top of the depth chart there, not just who your, you know, who your entire group is. So you can right. get excited or quibble, if you will, about, say, Reed Blankenship or Kayvon Wallace, things of that nature. But I think safety is the spot where they need to look hard to see if they can make an upgrade in the next few days. Is, do you anticipate somebody of value kind of sneaking onto the waiver wire or trade? Yeah, so I, I can't imagine you would find a starting caliber player on the waiver wire here. You can look via trade much easier said than done. And if if they could have done it, I think they would have done it by now. Um, you know, they, it's it's one of those things that they, they, they might just need to grit their teeth and make do with what they have and you know, uh, trust and trust the development. Hope you know Anthony Harris has has played a lot of good football in the NFL, and and you know even if uh, he's older now than he was when he played that, you can hope that knowing where to be and and knowing the defense helps him there. Uh, but I think that you know if if for instance if Chuck Clark can be traded from Baltimore, that would be a guy you would look for. I just you know it's it's hard to find a starting caliber player via trade this time of year. Yeah, by the way, I don't think there's any chance that Chuck Clark gets traded. I talked to a Baltimore guy last week and said that the, the team loves him. Even though they took Hamilton with their first-round pick, they're going to find mm-hmm. a way to get three safeties on the field. So yep. if you're holding out hope on that, I would bet against it. Um, I want to ask, how do we bet on Miles Sanders? Uh, it's the same old thing with Miles. I know it's only been three years. It seems like more than that, but that's all it is. Once again, Biggest ability is availability, and he hasn't been available during this preseason. Uh, just wind him up and, and let him go on week number one, or is there legitimate concern that the Eagles' top back uh, won't be able to make it through the first month of the season? It's a fair question, right? And, and you know, from, from what I've been hearing behind the scenes, there's optimism he'll be back week one. I heard the same thing in 2020, right? And, and he, he, he was not back week one there. And it's it's not just is he back week one. The, the question is also is the hamstring injury something that's going to linger throughout the year. I mean, we've seen he can be an explosive running back when he's on the field, um, and we've seen this summer that he's he he, he probably looked as good as he's looked 
um, since he's been here this, in the early portion of the summer. But this this hamstring injury, you know, has 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 kept him out two weeks now, three weeks, and uh, we'll see how it goes as far as behind him. I, I think the Eagles could look to add some depth at that spot. The, the belief is is that running back is fairly, you know, it's it, it's a replaceable position. Um, Boston Scott's done decently for them as a reserve the past few years. Gainwell, they think, can you know catch the ball out of the backfield. When you talk about the Eagles' running game, though, the, the, the thing that can't be emphasized enough, in particular when there's fan discussion a, a, about that big power back, is their power back, their goal line back, is their quarterback. That's yeah. that's that's Jalen Hurts, right? And if you look mm-hmm. at the data, uh, Jalen Hurts has been more productive in short yardage and goal line situations than like Garrett Blunt in 2017, than you know Jordan Howard when he played real well, you know in in 2000 and and and, uh, and 19. So um, so I think that. Uh, they need to factor Hurts into any evaluation of the running game. All right, Zach, uh, two names. Well, I'm going to throw two names out there, and then you tell me their odds of being cut or traded from this team by uh, opening day and uh, any other big names that you see might leave. The two I want to bring up are Devian Taylor, third-round pick a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. and Jalen Rager, first-round pick. What's their future? Yeah, so I'll I'll address Rager first. And – Unless Rager's traded, he's going to be on the team. Rager's not going to be cut. Um, Rager has has played well this summer. As of now, he's their top punt returner. Uh, I think he's he's someone that that could still be enticing elsewhere in a change of scenery situation. Um, but he's not someone I see being cut. Like if um, unless he's traded, he's here week one. Uh, uh, Davion Taylor, that's that's a different conversation, and 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 that's harder. That's harder to project, right? Because he's someone who played his way onto the bubble in the wrong way. If you were projecting this earlier in the in the summer, you would have said he's on the fifty-three. He's had a tough few weeks here. I think the Eagles liked what they saw from him as a starter last year before the injury, and he does have some tools um, that that you know that, that you that you want to keep around. That said, they can't keep looking at him as a developmental player in year three. By this point, you need to be confident that he can contribute. He did contribute last year, and I think that's what's ultimately going to keep him. And I don't think there's anyone behind him who you're saying you need to keep on the roster over him. Now, you can go lighter at linebacker and deeper elsewhere, but my guess is at least on that initial 53 on Tuesday afternoon, Davion Taylor makes it. All right. Um, one of the very few bright shining moments of last night's Eagles Dolphin game for me was Grant Calcaterra looks like he can play. And we haven't had a chance to see him because he's been out for most of the preseason, both for the games and uh, uh, for the practices. But he looks like a guy who absolutely has the ability to A, get open and B, make the catch. If Stoll is going to make the team because the Eagles, when they go to uh, two tight ends, want to have a guy in there who can block. Uh, is uh, a three tight end uh, roster what we're looking at to start the season for the Eagles? Yeah, that's my guess. I mean, Grant Calcaterra, you need to accept what he is. You know, he's he's basically a a big wide receiver at this point, right? I, I mean, he has his ways to go as far as blocking and playing in line. Um, but but you are correct. He can move in space. He can get open. He can run after the catch. Um, you saw that when he was at at Oklahoma. You saw that when he was at SMU. Um, I do think he's going to be on the roster. Noah Tonkey has played decently this year, or this summer rather, uh, but I think Calcaterra has, has more upside there 
So I would expect Calcaterra to make it. All right, Zach, my last question. Um, give us the surprise guy who makes this year's roster. Oh, that is, you know, so um, I, it's, it's a good question, and I, I laugh when you ask it because, like, surprise to someone who might be there every day is different than, you know, you know sure. like, uh, some of these guys become just, just fixtures in your mind, but for fans who are just watching three preseason games, they might not know much about them. I'll give you, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say Josh Job, the undrafted corner from Alabama mm-hmm. who missed the third preseason game, uh, has an elbow injury, and the missed time this past week could work against him. Um, but I think that he played well enough uh, before that to really distinguish himself among the group of, of, you know, like developmental cornerbacks. I would expect him maybe to go on IR on Wednesday uh, and, you know, spend some time there. But uh, I would say Josh Job. And then the other one I would say is Josiah Scott. He was on the roster last year in more of a special teams capacity. I think he makes it as a backup slot uh, slash backup safety. The Eagles like the versatility he has. I, I would kind of compare him almost to like a, a, a poor man Devontae Maddox in this defense. And he's also dealing with an injury right now, and so you need to be confident in his health. But the Eagles kept him on the roster at the beginning of last year uh, when he was banged up, and I think they'll try to do the same this year. All right, uh, Zach, my last question is this. Jettisoning two weeks ahead. Um, I think the Eagles will win by double digits week one. It's probably more of a statement that I think the the Lions, as popular as they may be on hard knocks and Dan Campbell being a guy you kind of root for, I just think they're a bad football team. The Eagles hung a 44 spot on them last year, and I expect them to be able to move the ball against them again this year, even with the addition of Hutchinson on the defensive line. I, I get a lot of calls and uh, feedback on uh, the shows that I do, social media. Oh, the game one, you don't want to play the Lions early. You'd rather play them late. They don't know how bad they're going to be. Jody, this is a game the Eagles can lose. I don't buy it. Do you? How how worried are you for the week one road trip against the Lions? Yeah, I I, I actually have the opposite opinion in, in terms of when you would want to play them. That's a team you want to play early. When Jameson Williams is on the shelf, Correct. when I have some some young guys who are still learning, I I think they're they're hitting Detroit at at just the right time. I mean I mean week one games can sometimes be a bit fluky, um, but but you see that more when there's a new coaching staff and you don't know what to expect. I think the Eagles are the superior team. Uh, the one thing I'll say about the Lions is that when you look at their roster, um, they're 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 good up front, and and when you can block and when you can rush the quarterback, uh, you can stay in some games. But I, I, I don't think they have enough elsewhere. I think the Eagles are the better team. I think the Eagles will be ready in, in that regard. Unless, you know, there are lingering, you know, unless, like, for instance, Jason Kelsey's not playing and, and you know, uh, there are guys who, who uh, are banged up. Uh, but but I, I expect the Eagles to win that game. Um, and I think it, it, it will be problematic if they don't. That's, that's a team that, that you should win. And unlike last year, for instance, when – you know, the Eagles really added those wins late in the year, and you saw that going into the year, that the schedule was softer earlier or, or, or softer later last year, harder earlier. It's the inverse this year. They, they, they can't afford to lose some winnable games early because they have some tough games, you know, come November and December. Uh, very well put. All right, I, I lied. Final last question. Will they win the division this year, Zach? Uh, so if, if you asked me a week ago, I would have said no, uh, because I, you know, I, I think the Cowboys are better than they're getting credit for locally. If, 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 if we had to draft players 
in the NFC East. I, I think uh, they would have the top two picks in Dak, in Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons. That said, uh, losing Tyron Smith is huge, and we'll see how they replace him. Um, but the Eagles were already, you know, kind of trending in the right direction, and I think that uh, the Smith injury is a big variable at Dallas. If, if, if I had to bet on it, I would still go Dallas because I feel more comfortable with, with what they have at quarterback, and I think ultimately that's the biggest indicator for success. Uh, but it's, it's going to be real close. And regardless, I think both teams make the playoffs. All right, there you go. Zach Berman, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining him. Read him in The Athletic. Follow him at ZBerm on Twitter. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, thank Thanks, you very Zach. Much. Sharp guy. Does a really good job. Except um, I disagree with him. I think the Eagles going to win the division. I do, too. <laughs> I, I, I thought they were uh, certainly even with the Cowboys before the Tyron Smith injury. Now, uh, I don't want to say it's lopsided, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty darn confident about picking the Eagles on top. I think Eagles are trending up. I think Cowboys are trending down. So um, we yesterday on the pregame show, we kind of got into this. And he just he brought out the argument that says that, okay, look, if Zach – Zach, if Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the division, then that gives him a great advantage, and clearly it's the most important position, so having the best quarterback does. However, I think Dak Prescott is a is a good quarterback. I think, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, so don't hold me to the numbers, but if I'm ranking the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, he's probably somewhere between 8 and 11 for me. Hurts, I don't know. But if, say, this year Dak is the number if Dak is the number five quarterback this year and Hertz is the number seventeen quarterback this year, it's gonna be really hard for the Eagles to overcome that to win the division. If Dak, follow me here, is the number ten quarterback in the NFL and Hertz is the number fourteen quarterback, I think the Eagles have enough talent elsewhere that they can do that without a big problem. I I'll buy into your four spot, what'd you say, ten and fourteen? Yeah. I'll buy into your four-spot differential. Actually, I think they'll both be a little further down the list, as a matter of fact. I think Dak might be outside the top 10, and Jalen might not get as high as 14. But let's say it's 12 and 16 or 13 and 17. You're right. If there's only four spots between them, that's nothing. Right. And the Eagles have the better other 52 guys. Yes. They're going to win the division. Indeed. We agree. Yes. Well, and man, by the may, way, I, I let me give you one build other another bandwagon. Yeah, there you go. Um, one other group that thinks higher of Dak Prescott than you and I. I was watching whatever preseason game was on after the Eagles were over and done with when I was on the air last night. Shame on me for I can't remember it. Um, cause it really didn't matter, but it was on my TV while I'm doing my show till two right. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's just there. They've got the crawl going underneath. The NFL players voted for the top 100 players oh, in the NFL. Oh, yeah, they're nuts. They've got uh, uh, 20 through 1 to yet to be revealed, which I think they're doing tonight maybe. Um, Dak Prescott was like number 28, the 28th best player overall in the National Football League. I'm, I'm saying, how many quarterbacks are in front of him? Not that many. If he's 28th overall in the NFL, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you. You and I see Dak a lot alike. He's a he's a good quarterback. 
He's a borderline very good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Mm-mm. He is not going to pick the Dallas Cowboys up and drag them on the, by his shoulder uh, to uh, 13 wins this year without Amari Cooper. May not have Gallup to start the season. He doesn't even have the weapons that he's had previously. Right. I don't know where Dak to the rescue comes from. And Zeke may be on last legs, which is going to hurt him. He's actually, I heard, I did a Dallas Cowboy preview spot uh, last night with my guy John Machota from The Athletic, the Zach Berman of Dallas, and he said uh, Zeke has looked really good in camp. Okay, we'll see how it plays out over 17 games. All right. Hey, coming up, uh, what we're watching, Jody and I, now only one episode so far for me, Jody. House of Dragons, you? Yeah, one episode for all of us. They haven't okay. aired number two yet. We got to wait. Well, some people tonight. saw. Some people got advanced review copies. Oh, really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. 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 No, nor did I. Anyway, we're going to review the spinoff, well, the prequel, I guess, to Game of Thrones coming up next, and we will take your calls two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack, now Sunday on ninety four WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.